This is Exploring Leaders, Episode 8, with Denise Koopmans, experienced digital non-executive board director, sharing insights and inspiring you to take leadership in the digital age. Do you wonder how trailblazing leaders sense at scale, involve to innovate and align the actions in this increasingly digital world? Welcome to the Exploring Leaders podcast. The experienced team at Degotion interviews leaders from around the world for insights and inspiration on how to lead in the digital age. In this episode, Degotion chairman Lieselot Engstam, who is also an independent board director, business advisor, and startup coach, asks the questions. Our guest today is Denise Koopmans, an experienced digital non-executive board director. Denise believes diversity, understanding of digital business transformation and change, as well as continued monitoring of strategy and competition, are critical areas for corporate boards going forward. This episode focuses on her leadership journey and areas she believes we need to focus. My name is Denise Koopmans. Um, I used to have executive roles and since about one half year have a portfolio of activities which consists of uh, non-executive roles in, in several boards. Uh, next to that, I advise companies on growth strategies, digital transformation, and I'm also investing as uh, early stage investing in tech startups. So that is a bit my portfolio right now um, around the concentrate my work activities. Very exciting. Thank you. And um, can you tell us a bit about what business accomplishments have actually taken you to where you are? How did it start? Well, I mean, I have a bit of a diverse career, you know, broad and international, but also in terms, not only market sectors, but I think also in in, in roles I had in companies. (laughs) To be quite honest, I started as a lawyer in a law firm. And then I I became a chief legal officer at a big construction company. And then I decided that law was uh, not my thing anymore and I wanted more to to diversify my skills. And I became a business development manager in an offshore construction company. And then I thought, okay, that's interesting, you know, and I moved further on. I joined a French consultancy firm where I did M&A for three and a half years. And then I started to restructure companies which had been acquired and not well integrated. Then I was running a management consultancy firm. And then I continued in uh, in general management roles. So I was CEO at LexisNexis Business Information Solutions. And I was also general manager lately at Walters Kluwer of of a division for for legal professionals, legal information. So I come from very far, very different skills. And I think this broad background in a way together with the international experience gives me also the ability now to have a very broad view on businesses and business issues. And I think in general, it helped me a lot. Also, when being an executive role to get a bit of a broader view on, on, on things which were going on and also in finding solutions because you can tap it so into so many different experiences. And even as a board member nowadays, it helps me too. Right. So it's very, uh, yeah, it's, it's a long way, but it was an interesting way. Yeah. In some of your roles, can you share a bit more with us how you work to actually transform those businesses? Yeah, sure. Yeah, for the last 20 years, I've been CEO in, in, in technology companies. I was CEO at LexisNexis Business Information mm-hmm. Solutions, a company providing business intelligence solutions. Well, I joined the company in 2007, and at the time, data mining, data analytics, media monitoring was all rather new. So our challenge was to operate in an immature and fragmented market. 
En de aim was of course to become market leader of that uh, of the data analytics solutions. Very difficult. The company was at that stage more or less uh, a bigger startup, and we want to take it to the next level. So the, the, the challenge was really, you know, how to how to scale the business and what is needed for that. And one of the things we focused on, for example, was our our portfolio of products. So we had a clear strategy that we wanted to grow the business. And we realized that if we wanted to do that, we had to develop more standardized solutions. Because what you see in a lot of these smaller companies, technology-driven, that the solutions are often one-offs. They involve a lot of consultancy, manual intervention. And if you want to grow the business, you have to realize that you have to offer more standardized solutions. So we succeeded in, in developing a portfolio of standardized and at least mass customized solutions. We looked at our business model as well. You know, it's very crucial to, to find some kind of subscription-based model whereby you have recurring revenue. So we also found a way to, um, to make sure that we developed solutions which were useful for customers that they found need to have because we had to migrate them from more nice to have this solution to really I need to have this solution and therefore also realizing a recurring revenue. The other thing we did is taking it global. So we uh, we went outside our home country, France, and we started selling in other countries, which has in itself also a a challenge, you know, how to to define your proper uh, go-to-market proposition. But all in all, it was was a quite successful story, but it took us a while before we found the right uh, right, uh, way to get to there. And I must say, you know, in the end, you see, uh, you also need luck. We were very much supported by the financial crisis. Mm-hmm. So we found that customers and companies needed had a desperate need, so to say, for more and, and detailed information about the suppliers, about the customers, and at least more information than they could find in the daily newspaper. Mm-hmm. And that really helped us taking the business out, uh, you know, to the next level and growing mm-hmm. it and, and becoming the global player which we had in mind. Mm-hmm. The other experience I have, which is very much related to digital, is at Walter Kluwer. I run the division for professional information. At Walters Kluwer, we uh, develop information for medical doctors, lawyers, um, accountants, tax advisors. And when I joined that company in 2011, you know, it was still uh, very print first. You know, there were the first steps of thinking, uh, migrating maybe print to, um, to, a digital, um, to a digital solution. So when I arrived, the biggest challenge was, in fact, to make sure that the company would become digital first. So develop a strategy around how this could look like for our business, this digital product portfolio, which meant for us migrating the print to a database and develop uh, digital applications. But we also thought, you know, we should take it to the next level. It's not only about having this database, this online information. It's also helping the customers in realizing their needs. And we were working, for example, for the legal environment, which was getting under a lot of pressure from their own customers, because customers said, you know, the information you provide, we can also find in the meantime on the internet. And they had a real challenge, you know, convincing their customers to, to pay for their services. So we really thought, you know, how can we help our customers in realizing this added value? So we looked very carefully at their workflow. We analyzed it detail by detail. Where can we come in and support them in their workflow with our information solutions or even our software management solutions? So in the end, you know, we migrated from a company which was initially doing only print products, you know, towards a company providing cloud-based software solutions which supported their workflow. And it helped our customers in positioning them in different ways towards their customers, be more a strategic advisor because they had already the tools and the documents and standard things they need in order to do that in a more efficient way. So for me, that was a very clear example how important customer focus is if you're doing this digital transformation. 
looking at their needs and trying to help them and come up with solutions which are really uh, useful and add value. And if you look at the digital transformation, what I also learned, it's not just about technology. I mean, it, the, the whole company changes. It's not a functional case either. It's not about recruiting an online marketeer or a chief digital officer, what I heard lately. It's really another way of thinking, another way of running your business, looking in a different way how to organize yourself, how to communicate with your customers, you know, and how to position yourself. And it's also important, I think, to to take your customers along on that journey, to tell them what you're doing, to, to be able to reposition yourself afterwards as a different supplier than you used to be. So those are the things I learned and which were very useful. The other important question is always how you organize your innovation. And do you have integrated teams or do you have it in a separate team? I, at the time, chose to have a separate team because I had the feeling that the people working in the core business couldn't dedicate enough time to only innovation. So I had separate teams still working together, but it was for me the way to be more successful at the time. Although you could defend nowadays as well to have more integrated teams and it might migrate towards that. But I think the, the, the aspect which is also crucial is to make sure that everybody in your company is on board. So the people working on the more traditional business realize that they are very valuable as well because they are there to pay the innovations. So to avoid that you get some kind of separation between employees. Some people think, oh, I'm on the old business, less interesting. And the other ones are doing the fancy things. No, you need both in order to get where you want to be. And I think that is also very important to realize that you have all your employees federated around a vision for your business where you want to go. Because it is a tough journey, goes with a lot of security, a lot of failure as well sometimes, a lot of learning. People have to change themselves. So this vision is really crucial to keep on reminding people where you're you're doing it for and to accompany them in that journey. You can check out more hints and tips in the blog post covering this podcast episode of Exploring Leaders at the Degotian blog, which you find at degotian.com. What trends do you think we should keep our eyes on and what trends are impacting businesses that you work with? Well, I think in general life changes there to stay. I mean, you know, you have to deal with it and accept it. So there will always be change. I think in any kind of sector, it's always wise to keep on having your head around your shoulder about what's going on behind your back. Because what I learned also, especially in the information industry where I used to work, that change and disruption is coming often coming from unexpected competitors. Mm. Uh, companies you didn't uh, identify at the time as a competitor. And, you know, some of them can ramp up very fast and then before you realize you're out of business. So, I mean, it's very important to to realize that the competitive landscape changes Mm -hmm. to keep your eyes open, to look into other sectors, what's happening. You know, me coming from the publishing sector and going through the turmoil and the transformation which has been going on gave me a bit of a more, I think, tunedness to, to changes. We've been through the motions. It was a traumatic experience for a lot of companies. It nearly killed some of the companies. And mm. I mean, being having been through it and having been through these motions mm. helps you also in facilitating, facilitating change in other companies. So when I'm on boards right now, I'm really the person also, you know, driving for change in mm. the board, especially with respect to digital transformation and any any kind of technology development. Mm. I think it's not only about digitalization. I mean, there's always, there'll always be new things mm. where you have to be aware of. So it's it's important to stay open-minded, tuned, look in what's happening in other countries, other sectors, and never underestimate the impact it might have on your own business, even though you don't identify it at that stage yet. Right. Yeah. Very good. Um, <clears throat> and now you've moved into uh, roles uh, that is 
kind of on the opposite side. So can you tell us a bit about what you do now and what are the challenges that you see uh, actually driving and helping companies from the board perspective instead? Well, I think the challenges, you know, being on the executive side or on the other side of the table as a non-exec is the difference are not so big. I mean, you're dealing with the same business challenges, isn't it? I mean, you're dealing with insecurity. You have to deal with, with, with pioneering, helping people to learn from mistakes, uh, accepting failure, mm. because a lot of innovations go along with failure. I mean, it's, it's, you have to accept it as well. And I think you have to stimulate and support the management also in, in making sometimes tough choices mm. and taking sometimes risks, calculated risks, of course, but to help them with that process. Because what I see, especially in public companies, it's rather tough. You know, to, to, to make these bits sometimes, you know, you have to deal with shareholders who look for short term return on their on their money. So if you have to invest and take risks and, and invest in things which sometimes fail, I mean, it's a rather mm. tough, a tough call. Mm. But I think our role as board directors is also to stimulate management, to help them, to guide them based on our experiences. Mm. So based on my experience with digital transformation, I I'm, I think I'm the one who should bring that to the table and put mm. it on the agenda and make sure that digital data strategy, mm. these kind of subjects are on the table and support management where possible. Mm. And I think that the, the biggest challenge, especially for more established companies, is this difference between explore and exploit. Mm. You know, you have one side, the core business, which you have to keep on doing as good as possible in order to to finance your uh, your future investments and innovation. On the other hand, you know, explore new opportunities. So I think this ambiguity, you have to help the management with mm-hmm. that as well and, and help them, f- making them feel comfortable with this situation right. because it's not always easy. Right. And I think if you look at, at, at the boards where I'm on, I think, you know, in general companies, one of the top priori- priorities for the coming one and a half year is to have a, a comprehensive digital vision for your business. Mm-hmm. Because any business is affected by it. It's not only, you know, the information industry, but it's also the machinery industry. Right. It's also the shipping industry with the energy energy management mm. systems. So I think it's 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 important as a board to push for you know a strategy around digital, and there will in the future be new developments where you also have to be alert. Mm. On, I'm sure about it. Yeah. Very nice. So if you were to think out of a future kind of ideal board, an ideal way of working at the board. What kind of things do you start to see that you would want to have in boards and how it would work? I think from, from, from my perspective, what I found very, very important is diversity and mm-hmm. any kind of diversity, you know, gender, age, uh, skills. And I think we could benefit maybe sometimes from more younger people on board, although it is a challenge to get them on board and get them into the more scheme of, of formal meetings. But I think it would be good to benefit more from people also coming from startup companies and having different generations on the board. I think that's crucial. And there we could improve. The other thing I think it's good to be open-minded, you know, uh, open to new developments, like I just mentioned, complementary skills, mm. good teamwork. And I think above all, uh, being federated around a vision for the business. Mm. It's so crucial to agree on the vision where you want to take the, the company mm. and then federate uh, everybody around it with uh, is each role they mm. they play in that. Mm. So I think that's important. And I think, you know, in the end, teamwork is very, very crucial mm. as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And strategy, is it enough to just have it once a year on the agenda? Or well, I think or having that? it one deep dive once a year is already something, but I think it doesn't take away your your obligation more or less to stay tuned to what's happening around you. And it mm. might change. For example, in the in the media industry, I'm on the media board. All of a sudden, there's an, an, you know, the cat the ad blockers. What is then the impact of your business? Mm. 
you know, on your business of ad blockers, even you just developed your strategy a few months before. So it's always, I mean, it's a permanent tuning process. And I think therefore it's important for boards as well to, to, to stay alert on what's happening outside. And especially look at other business sectors, what's mm. happening there and to, um, to take it into your company where you're, uh, where you're sitting. To get even more value out of the podcast series, Exploring Leaders, you can find everything from research reports to advice and courses at the Degotion Insight platform, which you can find at Degotion.com. Is there any other company or leader that you yourself are inspired by? Those companies are very inspired by companies who are able to reinvent themselves because mm-hmm. I think that's the name of the game, you know, to be able to reinvent your business and to reposition yourself. Mm-hmm. I think if you succeed in doing that, that's very impressive. Apple is one of the companies I find very impressive who mm-hmm. did that successfully. What I also find impressive is companies who take bold steps, you know, are able to look with an outside view to their business. For example, what Philips is doing, saying, okay, you know, we better split some divisions because on their own they're better off than as a big integrated company. I think those companies who take those steps are able to have this outside view at their business, say, you know, we have to do what is in the interest of the underlying business. I think that's very impressive. I find that very, uh, I admire that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, very good. And what networks or the physical or social networks are you part of that you feel brings value to you, both as a person and in your business? Well, for the businesses I am in, you know, if you have a focus on digital, I think it's very important to stay involved in what's happening around you. So what I use is blogs, for example, but it's, it's, it's also hard to find trusted sources, you know, mm-hmm. it's very important. So I use blogs, I'm a member of networks, I read a lot, more even than before, I talk a lot with people. Being an early stage investor, business angel exposes you a lot to startup companies and automatically you're more involved in about what's going on. Mm-hmm. I'm also an advisory board of a think tank, uh, data innovation lab, where we try to bring startups together with more mm-hmm. mature companies. So if they want to develop a specific innovation, then we try to bring them together that in a startup mm-hmm. can develop that mm-hmm. because it's often more easy for companies to outsource mm-hmm. that. And that gives me also a good view of what's happening. I'm also on the advisory board of an e-health platform. So I have a lot of sources and clubs and networks where I try to tap into to make sure that I stay connected on what's happening and to be relevant as a board member for a company as well. Very good. Final question is going to be, if you were furniture, what would you be and why? I think I would like to be a fauteuil. You know, mm-hmm. a chair, you know, to comfort people around them, to make sure mm-hmm. that they feel supported. I think the, the metaphor of a fauteuil, mm-hmm. supporting people in what they're doing, that they feel comfortable, that they are courageous and dare to take wherever it's needed, necessary risk or strong bets. I think it would be a fauteuil. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your share. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Exploring Leaders, a podcast produced by Degotion with the ambition to inspire insightful leadership in the digital age. If you found this episode interesting, join the momentum to amplify the voices of trailblazing leaders by sharing it with others for inspiration. For any questions or recommendations on other inspiring leaders you'd like to listen to, contact us via our website, degotion.com, or via social media as LinkedIn or Twitter.